Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Below the Fold, where some of the best content is just a scroll away. When do we hit a year, Mark? When do we hit a year of yeah. recording? Like Of recording, not... It's sometime in November. Mm, not close. No, we're not that close. Let me throw down some introductions. We got Brandon Hassler. Wait a second. Founder and CEO of Market Campus. If we <laughs> release an episode every single week, what are we at? 40-something? You're yeah, cap- but we also have half shows in there. And... Uh, oh. Because I was going to say, uh, it should be 52, right? In Near, November. In November, but yeah. we're going to hit 52 way before that. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. know. Okay. Hmm. Brandon Hassler. Thanks for having CEO me, guys. Of Thanks Market for having Campus. me. Paxton Gray, Director of Marketing Operations at 97th Floor. I think you forget my title every week, so that's why there's that gap. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird, it's weird. It is kind of a weird title. I'll uh, admit that. Uh, and will one of you guys introduce me today? Jacob Perry, Director of SEO at Vivint Smart Home. Oh. Uh, is that not it? Director no. of Digital Marketing. What is it? No. Digital marketing manager. <laughs> Just a manager. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> One day, guys. Anyway, uh, this week, we're going to be talking about some really, 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 really cool stuff. Paxton, <laughs> tell us about it. Which is code for Jacob has no idea what we're talking about. (laughs) I know what we're talking about. All right. Well, I have one thing I want to talk about this week, and that is in relation to a question I posted on inbound.org, the place where all your hopes and dreams can go to die. Wait, you you posted the question? I actually did, yeah. Uh, That little thing on the right-hand side was bugging me so much that I finally asked a question after after, uh, three years of just lurking on their message board. So my question was... Uh, in fact, let me pull up my, my actual question. You should have told me I would have looked this up. I don't know how to look up my stuff. The shares. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is the only thing I've ever shared on inbound. Uh, long time lurker, first time poster. I've been working in content marketing analytics and SEO for the past four years, and I'm looking for a new field to study that might help me up my game in my current line of work but night might not be directly related. I'm thinking of learning programming, but I'm also wondering if you have any ideas on which language would be the most helpful. I already know HTML. I'm also considering diving deep into studying psychology, statistics, and design. Also thinking of philosophy. Any ideas on where to start first and what could potentially give me the fastest return on my investment? That question was promptly unanswered and will probably <laughs> go off into the void. Never binks. Well, as actually it was seen by 25 people and... They did not choose to answer my question. So that's something I'd like to pose to you guys. What would be something beneficial to learn kind of on the side, not directly related, but indirectly that would help make you better at SEO analytics? Content so marketing? the first thing that comes to mind is paper mache. Mm, good. You do paper mache? Nope. Uh, I, I, I'm having a hard time drawing a connection between it and SEO, but I feel like there's something there. Can we explore that for a little bit? <laughs> Let's explore it. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? Um, I would say, like, I've, I know a popular one that I've heard is that people with journalism backgrounds typically make good marketers. Um, and I've seen both sides of that, I guess. But that's, I guess, more of like a people who majored in a certain skill. As far as like learning something on the side, 
I feel that one advantage I've always had that has made life way easier is just knowing like basic code, um, you know, how to get around a WordPress site. If I have to customize things, I will. Um, and I guess that kind of bleeds into just coding in general. Like I don't consider myself a coder or anything. I know just the basics, but uh, I think that's a big benefit for SEOs. If you have your own website and you don't have a dev team, it's really beneficial to be able to hop in and customize things the way you want without having to drop a bunch of money on another program. That's my initial ones. Psychology, I've always thought of, but when I like really dig into psychology, it's like, ooh, that's going completely different uh, direction just because I think so much of marketing is psychological. So understanding better how the human brain works is beneficial, but I would not go out and start taking psychology classes because I don't think that's really going to get you the ROI you're looking for. Hmm. So talking <sighs> about programming, what do you like? What languages? Even if you just JavaScript. knew, well, I don't even know any JavaScript. I know HTML and CSS and that alone is very beneficial. Especially yeah. Those when two you're... first for sure. But yeah. you, you kind of have a grasp of that, don't you Pax? I have a grasp of HTML. I haven't done anything in CSS. Yeah. CSS is less important. From an SEO standpoint, at least. Uh -huh. It's very valuable from a visual standpoint, obviously. So like if you're doing, if you're trying to do like visual tests, like, oh, this button needs to be bigger and you don't know how to make that button bigger, then you're kind of screwed. Um, I guess you could go about it via HTML. but that's uh, not I don't effective. think you're screwed. If you have a pretty good understanding of HTML, you could probably Google, how do I make this button bigger? in CSS, and the first thing that pops up would probably be able to teach you how to do that. Well, sure, yeah. But I'm saying with CSS, you can accomplish uh, some of those things. But yeah, and, and WordPress in general, I feel like if you're going to learn any CMS, learn WordPress, because yeah. that's what most people are using. Not yeah. that I have anything against the other ones. What research have you done into this, Pax? Any? Nope. Beyond just asking the question? Let me Usually upload this most for you my... real quick. Yeah, thank you. Usually most of my research starts with asking people questions on this show yeah yep that's um that's a good that's good it's my snapchat why is my upvote worth three i have no idea i've always wondered that i've seen it worth two sometimes too does it have to do with my inbound.org clout karma that i do not know what's your upvote worth i don't know i don't uh, think it's around three go on and upvote my question and we'll i just see. did no not you oh brandon now yeah, you're just, four. I will uh, find... What is the name of your post again? Like looking, You, you did get 25 views. It's, uh, 26 now that you looked at it. Looking for some sideways learning opportunities. Looking for That's some... That's your problem right there, man. Nobody knows what that means. Yeah, yeah it's so like they should title be like, of a book. They should be like, what the crap is that? I'm going to click on it. Read it. That's definitely not how clickbait works. <laughs> uh, it's four. I just upvoted and went to seven. So my vote is worth three. What is huh. your opinion on learning more? Because you mentioned uh, data, uh, just I guess statistics. Yeah, statistics. Yeah. What's your opinion on that? Like, do you see that outweighing other categories? Personally, yes, I see that being more valuable in terms of how you can translate what you're doing in term uh, in the SEO world and talking to people who are in traditional marketing or people who are just in like business and justifying expenses and justifying moves. So like strategic moves knowing what is statistically valid, knowing how to analyze the data in a complex way and 
being able to make a business decision based off of that data, I see as being very valuable and helping to kind of advance a career. So out of all of them, I'd probably say statistics would probably be the most important, followed closely, I don't know, maybe what we talked about in terms of programming would be most important, I'd say first, but you could probably knock that out fairly quick if you're just trying to learn the basics. Stats seems like it'd be a lot more difficult to pick up. I guess it also depends on the situation. Like I would see a person like you where you're already at an established company, you have access to developers, and you're working with clients who also have huge teams. Uh, Something like coding isn't going to be as valuable in your situation, whereas I would say like statistics, getting better analytics, like reading data insights, I could see that being very valuable for the person who is listening to the podcast that doesn't necessarily have access, maybe like a, they have an idea, they want to start a blog or something like that. That's where I could see maybe the data comes later. Or at the beginning, they don't, if they don't have data to analyze, they've kind of have this skill that isn't going to use. And they'll probably be, probably be using coding more often in that early aspect. Do you guys think uh, public relations, having any experience or knowledge of how PR firms do things and applying that into how you approach your digital marketing. Do you see value in that or not really? Cause some people say PR is dying yeah. and it's being replaced by well, digital marketing. It's not dying. That's, it's, just, it's just changing. Yeah. PR as we know it is dying. We'll clarify. Can we just stop saying things are dying? Uh, that's, yes, thank you. But that's how you get listens. You got to say those uh, words. Are you saying that I should put that in the title of this episode? <laughs> yes, that should be. Is, PR is dead. <laughs> PR is what dead. What if we just say Brandon is dead? Well, then Ooh, no one knows Brandon, who I am. Brandon as we know it, as we know him. Then we won't get any listens. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That might hurt the ratings a little bit. Um. Well, yeah, that's, that's where I lean. So what did you do to learn CSS? Uh, actually, this is the only thing I credit college to, and that is CSS. I took a web development class, and the entire class was basically CSS. And up to that point, I knew HTML just from teaching myself and having to figure it out. Um, but one of our big projects was having to design a website with Notepad and then you know using HTML and CSS. But even then, like I've still forgot a lot of stuff, and so I almost every time I do some customization, I have to go Google it and say, how do I float a picture to the right uh, without it covering up this object, little stuff like that. But the basics of like how CSS works, how it's laid out that I did learn in college. So I will give them credit there, but I probably could have learned it a million other ways. I just was in the mindset of going to college at the time. But um, I know Jacob has done some coding classes at, what was it online? Khan Academy. Khan Academy. That's a big yeah. one. Uh, I, I specifically was learning JavaScript. And it was I was learning a lot, and it was crazy, and it was cool. But hmm. then I kind of lost interest, and now I don't remember any of it. I see JavaScript being really helpful. To a degree, I don't know. I think we use it almost every day, but for me, it's just a copy and paste kind of thing rather than actually modifying code or understanding how it works. Yeah, so uh, there are different types of JavaScript or at least different ways of using it. 
what I was learning was more of the animation stuff. So like mm. building an in, interactive type thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you, you know, JavaScript can be used for so many different things. Can we, we can come back to this, but I can, I want to quiz you guys on some SEO stuff. Quiz away. Can we do a quiz? Are you trying to answer Franco's concern? Is no, that, no, is no, that no. What this is? no, no, no. So I was just thinking, you know, Franco, who, who are we to say that we're SEO experts, you know? We have a podcast. We talk about digital marketing. Brandon owns his own company that teaches digital marketing with really a big emphasis on SEO. I want to know if you guys know your stuff. In All fact, right. I don't have the answers here, so I can participate as well. Cool. I have a quiz that I found. It's 10 questions. Who, uh, who is it? Uh, it's by cityranked.com. I actually oh, have... cityranked. Yeah. <laughs> I have. This I sounds have, legit. <laughs> I found... Well, there are a ton, but the first one I went to was Moz, and Moz has... Its yeah. own quiz. I've already and, taken that one, though. Uh, and I was like, no. Like, I was looking for ones with questions that were specific, like, not, uh, as I read them, they wouldn't, like, be super boring or long to read. And then I went to Search Engine Land. They have their own quiz, but it was kind of the same. And this one I came across, it's just uh, cityrank.com slash SEO dash test. Question one, true or false? Google considers SEO spam. False. Yeah, False. Okay, so before we get the answers, I'm gonna we're gonna go through the ten, and then you submit, and then it gives you the answers for all ten. Okay. Oh man, that stinks. <laughs> What's your answer? Uh, mine? Yeah. Uh, I'll say false as well. He's gonna go with whatever we say. Well, I I can answer first. <laughs> no, you don't have to answer first. That's cool. Okay. Question two: The science of optimizing your website is called a website optimization, b site ranking optimization, c on page optimization. D, webmaster rank direction. I say C, on-page okay. optimization. I concur. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Are these getting too easy? One, Maybe I so, won't give you the multiple choice. The first one we said false. I'm just going to write down the answers to yeah, make sure smart. you're honest. Two, we said uh, on... On-page optimization. Okay. Okay. Rich snippets are recognized by the following search engines. Should I tell you what the multiple choice is, or should I leave it open-ended for you experts? Uh, let me just take a stab. I'm going to say, well, everything is like there's a billion search engines. So this Google. Is, I'll tell you the... the no, search- no, 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 no. Okay. Let me just try to see if I can okay. guess. <laughs> tell me the number and I'll, I'll, I'll give you that number. You know, like how many? It's just list? two. Two? There are two. Okay. Yahoo and Bing. Or I'm sorry, pff, Google and Bing. Something just happened in my page really did something weird. You have is your internet working? Spammed. Uh, yes. I would agree with Pax. Uh, were that those, was my thoughts. Were those the two that... Uh, Google and Bing. Yeah, that is one of the options. Oh, okay. You didn't understand what I was. Yeah, so they all the options are two different ones, but the okay, I get it. I still stick with the Google and Bing. This one I don't know though, to be honest. Brandon, what do you say? I'm gonna go with that one as well. I don't know. My my initial thought be, was like I every mean, major search engine would likely identify. Yeah, but I know. So your options are between these google bing yahoo and ask so those are the four but then there are four options that just kind of mix them up i'm just gonna say i would include yahoo as part of bing you would yeah as being on the same platform or something yeah i mean they're basically share everything so okay well that's not an option is google and (laughs) yahoo google yahoo and bing is my google and yahoo is an option yeah did you say google yahoo and bing yeah that's without looking at the options i told you that 
The options only have two, only two search engines. You can only select two. Then I will go with my first. Google and Bing. <laughs> okay, I'll yeah, stick with that man, as well. I have no pro- idea. It's probably Google and Yahoo, but I'm going to say Google and Bing. Okay. Are you going to write that down? Yeah. Can I just say something? Sure. If you call my phone every day and don't ever leave a message, and I don't know what your number is, I'm <laughs> never going to pick it up. So if that is you, please stop calling me. Good, or at for all the Russian callers out there. There's a good chance it is. Anyway, go on. Okay, question four. The practice of adding a keyword over and over on a page to try keyword and gain stuffing. ranking keyword for stuffing. that keyword, keyword stuffing. is a black hat tactic known as? Keyword stuffing. Yes, I concur. <laughs> uh, so the option Cloaking. here is stuffing. Uh, okay. That works. Number five. Google allows certain companies to buy their way on the first False. page False. In the natural results. True. True or false? Hidden. False. Oh, wait. In the natural results? In the natural results. Well, what does that mean? I'm sure that means the organic results. Well, if they meant organic, they should have said organic. Well, I think natural is a synonym to organic. I don't know. Okay, well, do you say true or false? False. Okay. <laughs> Question six. Google social network is called? Google Plus. Google Plus. Google Plus. I feel like maybe this is a little this too easy. This is probably a really old quiz. Too. Yeah, it probably is. Google tailors some search results to the end user True. if they are signed into their Google account. True. Man, this is a lame I was quiz. hoping these would I be really, better questions. Yeah. I was hope. Uh, yeah. It's all right. It's going to look like ballers. <laughs> Number eight. It's a good practice for a webmaster to use Google Webmaster Tools. This is a trick question. <laughs> and Bing Webmaster Tools. Doesn't exist. What doesn't say webmaster tools? So your options are true, false, or you should only use one, but not both at the same time. True. You should use true. both. They're just not called that anymore. Search console. Although, isn't the URL still webmaster tools? Still, I think webmasters. So. Yeah. Yeah. Web, yeah. When changing a website address using the following type of redirect, three hundred one can help you not lose rankings. Three hundred one. Three zero one. Three hundred one. Man. Permanent redirect. SEO and webmap. Uh, excuse me. You know, SEO. it's surprising how many people in our industry not use 302s. Well, no, but they know to do 301, but they don't know why. Oh, like they don't know what. Like they say, oh, well, you obviously keep the, they didn't go through Market Camp. You don't lose the link juice, but like, I think it's helpful to know. Yeah, know, it is from like a programmer's perspective. Yeah, perspective. Why? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. SEO and website companies that are Google partners can guarantee their customer's first page position in the organic results as long as the customer is willing to pay for it. Repeat that again. I missed the first part. Basically, can you guarantee first page results? No. No. Although many try. And that is the last of it. Let's find out the results. 10 for 10. If if it's not 10 for you 10. You scored 100%. Good. Oh, in, so that means Google. we're experts then, right? That yeah. makes us... I need to update my LinkedIn resume. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Marketing expert. Now. You can say you are city-ranked certified. Mm-hmm. Man, we should do this every week. Congratulations. Next week, I will come up with a quiz that is more difficult. Are you going to make it? Maybe. Yeah, okay. I might. Uh, or maybe we'll just take uh, the Market Campus certification quiz. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which I've taken, although it may have been updated since then. And I did not get 100%, which is embarrassing considering I teach. I think I got mm, two questions wrong. 
out of how many? 30-something? Uh, yeah. I think it's a hallmark of a good test. But I'll, yeah, I'll tell you what, though, is I had complaints for both of those questions on how they were worded. Mm. I bet you did. Some... <laughs> Wait, I missed this? There yeah. has to be a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and I made him change the wording. Just kidding. Okay. Uh, do you guys want to go back to talking about boring no. stuff? Like what other things would be good to learn? I'm just kidding. Um, there was another topic that Brandon brought up. He brought up two topics, one of which was vetoed by Paxton, so we won't even bring <laughs> that one up. Brandon, what was the other one? Um, it was about syndicating your content to networks like LinkedIn and Medium, who are very big uh, publishing networks. LinkedIn, more B2B. Medium.com uh, kind of has that new... Um, I don't know. It's like a younger feel, focus on more creative content, uh, more thought pieces towards the general public. And they're both huge networks, obviously, with big reach. So the dilemma that some people have is, should we just ditch our blog on our website and just start publishing through Medium? So if you click on blog, it just you know goes right to our uh, our Medium page with our latest posts. And that way you're able to take advantage of all of you know, the volume, yeah, the volume and, you know, getting featured and people being able to sub sub subscribe and get notified of stories or the approach is, uh, do I just keep the content on my blog and then also post it on medium? I've seen some people suggest posting it like a week later. So like having it fresh on your blog originally, and then you syndicate it. So Different they don't approaches. outrank you. Was that? So they don't outrank you. Yes. So, but as I was, dis as I was going through this today, I don't know if you guys have initial insights, but one one of my concerns was obviously the duplicate content, and Medium actually has uh, the ability to set the canonical URL. So, especially as your blog, as your uh -huh. own it, blog. it'll point to your blog, which means Google knows that the original piece is on your blog, not Medium's. Well, it doesn't matter if there's a canonical URL; do you have no chance of getting penalized? Yeah, and that as well. Well, doesn't that answer but, the question then? Yeah, yeah. So the the, the the mistake people will make is they will publish their blog and then they'll open up medium and like copy and paste the story in. Uh -huh. And then that is an original article on medium. According to medium, they're not going to change it. But if you use like their different APIs or, or plugins, like their official WordPress plugin, it will automatically syndicate the story for you. It will change the, the canonical URL on medium to point back to your site. So mm -hmm. you, you avoid those issues. But then the question is, is should you, like duplicate content wasn't necessarily my concern. It was which one should I promote to my social following, to my email following, because I want the links and social shares coming to my website to help strengthen my SEO and, and organic efforts. But at the same time, I also want the medium article to get some attention to maybe get in front of the editors or however their algorithm works to, you know, for medium to start kind of promoting it as well. And so that is one dilemma that many have, and I've always thought about. Want to get your guys as, as <coughs> advice? So the question is, what do you do? What would you do? Yeah. So uh, my first thought is, you could probably use Medium to build an audience mm -hmm. and maybe build up your email list, all, all those things. And then once you have kind of a good following, then you can shift. To make your blog more of the not 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 exclude Medium as um, a service that you use, 
but not as your primary publication platform, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Because if you if you just barely start a business and you don't have any clout or you don't have any, you know, you have no audience, you have no email list or whatever, and you're publishing on your own blog and then sharing it through your social, I imagine your social accounts probably don't have a following either. So it'd be a lot harder. So I almost see Medium as kind of a jump-starting platform where if you're just starting out, use Medium to build up your audience, build up your lists, and then once you have a significant amount of people, uh, it, they can carry it for you. What's mm. the what? There's like um, you need 100 fans or something like a thousand. that. A thousand. A thousand. I've seen loyal. One thousand loyal fans. So you get one thousand loyal fans, and then you can you don't need Medium anymore. Yeah. That was uh, Chris Kelly. I think wrote that originally. Thousand loyal fans. Uh, I'm interested in hearing more about this duplicate content thing. What uh, exactly are you worried about? Well, just Google seeing if, you know, obviously you have a copy on your website. There's You're a copy saying on if, Medium. If, if, what are they? if they're not using the plugin and they just go to Medium and yeah, copy and paste. Yeah, if you just go paste, and you publish, you know, straight to the source on both of those, you basically have the same content. But what what's the worry? So if you do it that way, there's no canonical option. Right. So? So then you have Medium, which will basically your site could look like it's stealing Medium's content. Because they have the higher, yeah, but and then there's Google the there's at, the medium outranking your own stuff, yeah. So I, I see that medium outranking you, but honestly, who cares? Because it's both your content anyway. Well, there's there are things to care about there. Yeah, I mean, some, I I mean, the way I'm looking at this is someone who's trying to build an audience, so they don't really have much of anything anyway. From an SEO standpoint, you have things to worry about. If 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 it's ranking number one and you're ranking number two... You're not going to rank. It doesn't matter whether or not it's on Medium or not. What are you if talking about? If you're new, you're not going to rank for anything. Oh, I see what you're saying. If you have a brand so, new website, who cares well, if Medium... That was never you know? that was never plugged into this scenario, Well, I'm, you being new. I'm going to You're just talking about duplicate new. content, period. I if guess. we're talking new, then let me just bow out of this conversation right now <laughs> <laughs> because I would agree. But if you're established and you are competing with medium uh ranking then if it's ranking above you then it's getting all the social shares it's getting all the user metrics it's getting all the seo related metrics that you want if you do the whole thing where you publish and then wait a week let google index you you're not gonna medium's not gonna outrank you is that true i mean if your content's identical according to google's like what they've said and how their algorithm works they're not gonna outrank you well, I don't know enough to. There's know also one way or the like other. I agree from the user perspective. There's no difference. Nobody gives a crap who ranks number one. Like you said, it's your uh-huh. content. Uh, the only concern I could see is from an SEO perspective of if Google constantly sees man all of Market Campus's blog content like a hundred percent. Yeah, I guess if you it, it over. Of so now it's like okay, well, this could this you would, have a negative right? SEO in, impact. Is that the point? Sure. Every one of your posts would be on media. Well. I guess. Well, yeah, and if, that's where there's all your approaches. posts are like medium worthy, but yeah, sure. Well, yeah. his original well, question was, <laughs> do you use medium as a replacement for your blog right. or do you just do it on your blog? And if, if you use it as a replacement, then every single one of your blog posts would go on there. But if it's if a you replacement, are just and cho- then your blog choosing. doesn't exist. Yeah. Yep. So here's the, here's really uh, what I see is the biggest downfall of publishing on both and medium outranking you 
is that, yeah, your customers get to see the information both ways. It probably doesn't matter in terms of that, but what you're losing is data. Uh, you don't get to see how long people are reading your articles. You don't get to see what links they click and you don't get to potentially capture their email addresses for further marketing. So I see, I see that as the biggest downfall. I don't really think your whole site is going to get penalized, but who knows? I mean, maybe if you did it long enough and it was every single article, your whole site could get penalized. All I see is, you know, maybe your page is getting penalized, but the, I mean, in the form of medium outranks you, but who knows? Yeah. Well, and like I said, like with the rel canonical situation, as long as you're doing that, the, the, the duplicate content shouldn't even be a concern. Originally it was. And then mm-hmm. I re I realized today, Oh, I didn't realize medium had that ability to, adjust that so that kind of knocks the whole no you know no worries about the duplicate content it's mainly yeah like which one like you said like seo aside you're losing that ability to retarget your users with you know placing cookies pixels and stuff collecting emails call to actions you don't have control of that on medium so if you want to calls to action calls to actions if you have no 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 calls to action call to actions no right (laughs) calls to action Calls to action. Hmm, interesting. That'll be a separate debate. <laughs> um, you don't want to hash it out right now? <clears throat> well, hold on here. Hold on here. <laughs> I, I see. So some suggestions I have seen is that if you have a piece that, because most blog posts, people aren't going to link to. Like they're, they're going to collect no links. They'll get some initial sh- social shares. But as you know, the state of marketing right now, those social shares, that weight just slowly goes away as time goes on. Whereas if you have that content piece, that's like, man, this is going to be a resource, like the ultimate guide to whatever. I wouldn't host that on medium. I would host that on your blog. And then maybe you could do like a monthly piece on medium. There's a lot of different ways to approach it, but um, I would say as much as Paul, I like the approach of when I think it was Jacob that said it, when you're young, you have no audience. That's where you're probably going to be doing a lot more posting on a just, you know, guest posting in general on different websites to gain traction, but also take advantage of LinkedIn and Medium. So let's talk about LinkedIn real quick. As far as Medium and LinkedIn, because we're making that comparison, what, mm-hmm. what, like, what, where's the similarity there? Because I've never known LinkedIn to be a replacement for your blog. So it's LinkedIn Pulse, I believe, is the platform. And it's so that's a separate platform from LinkedIn proper. Kind, I think so. It's just like a portion of the main platform, but it's it's kind of its own separate little thing where you can publish content and share it with other people. And the idea is it's long form content, blog posts, stuff like that, and uh, it's kind of like an addendum to their main thing. But it's supposed to be news and you know, yeah, it's definitely more. I've never read anything good. (laughs) <laughs> really on linkedin i've read you? a few good things yeah medium however i've read a lot of really good things on yeah. medium Medium's i see the quality there is super high yeah medium i'd say is better and and linkedin is very b2b i'm probably just connected with too many marketers on linkedin that could be so is link is linkedin like i'm on the pulse right now is that catered to like like it shows me things that are related to my connections and to the companies that I work for, things like that? I think I think so. I think it's posts from your connections, if I understand correctly. And with LinkedIn, like, so when you log in at the top, you can, you know, share a photo, share an update, or I think it was write a post. So if you click on that, you're brought to this nice little thing here. It looks very similar to Medium, where you can start writing your story. But I would say the big difference is, like, with Medium, you could publish as your brand, 
Uh, I'm not sure if that's possible with LinkedIn. It's definitely more mm. of like an influencer type thing to where it's Jacob Perry's uh, shared a, you know, a more in-depth post on LinkedIn. And then his followers can, you know, get notified of that and read that. So that's one of the differences. I would say if you had to pick between the two, you're probably better off with Medium unless you are like a serious B2B company where your clients are always on LinkedIn, then that might hold yeah. some weight. But I was wrong, by the way. Pulse articles, it looks like a lot of them are curated by people I'm not connected to. Well, actually, yeah, I don't think so. Like, like I, there's an ESPN article in here. Is there a Forbes one? Uh, five ways mindfulness will launch your career. Is that Forbes? Uh-huh. I have a Forbes one too, but it's about Vivint. Interesting. Customized. Yeah. That's why I asked. I was like, oh, I wonder if they see this too, but then I got smart about it. I mean, I saw something in here or is in main LinkedIn area where Sonder had written a post about Facebook versus AdWords article that he wrote, and he published that entirely on LinkedIn. Do you guys was it do? good? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I just saw Sonder at uh, Cheesecake Factory really? this past weekend. <laughs> I just saw him at Outback Steakhouse a couple of weeks ago. Hey, Sonder, how about you make a meal at home once in a while? Yeah, huh? man. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask if you guys personally do any like thought leadership pieces across the web lately, or have you not had time or desire to do so? Well, once I'm a thought leader, maybe I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> thought leadership pieces, I should say, or guest posting in general. Like, with, like Obviously, you don't have the motive necessarily like, oh, I want all these links back to Vivint. But if you're like, looking to get your own personal brand out there have you guys i know you talked a little while ago about efforts yeah yeah speaking and whatnot i've been writing on 97 floors blog well are you still working on that post we talked about with uh snapchat yep when's that hitting the the papers i don't know man it's one of those things where i have this like grandiose idea of what it's going to be and that idea of what it's going to be is way bigger slowing me down what you I'm making are motivated it, to do. And yeah, I need to break it down in small chunks. Yeah, break it down, man. Five five posts. But I've been posting the nice and four blog about once a month. Other marketers are posting, so getting some stuff out there. Um, what is your reasoning for publishing two ninety seventh floor instead of LinkedIn? LinkedIn or something like getting getting ninety seventh floor and I'll tell you, out I'll there. tell you why because he's a loyalist. He cares more about ninety seventh floor than he cares about himself. Well, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to put content on there. But like, is there any discussion internally where it's like we want X percentage to yeah. fill up our blog and then X percentage to go out to bigger publications? So I have written a piece that is targeted towards uh, a third party publication. And right now I'm just in the process of trying to get it published. So we're working to some degree on getting some stuff on other platforms Right now, though, as a representative of 97 Floor, yeah. Mm-hmm. But right now, my my biggest thing that I've been working on is just publishing content on a regular basis. Once we get that down and consistent, then we're going to be looking at how do we get a bigger audience. Now, if you dig deep enough, you'll find the blog posts that I wrote on 97 Floor's yeah. blog. Yep. I remember I read one of those posts right before my job interview, and then I brought it up in the job interview to show you that I had read the oh, blog. Oh, and I'll tell you what, that's what got you the job. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I can't remember. I, I had the impression that you were just like this big influencer in the industry. And that's why you had written, written this post because I'd never written oh, a blog I'm so post sorry before. to have disappointed you. So I was just like, <laughs> wow, Jacob Perry, like I, I, I read your blog post. <laughs> <laughs> I read your blog post on this blog that has 10 posts. <laughs> I think I did that in my interview as well. It was like back when 97th Floor had a super ghetto looking website. And I think there was like a little podcast embedded on the right sidebar. So I clicked on it and it was some who, interview I, with Chris, yeah, some interview with Chris. And so I brought that up in my interview. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was listening to that podcast with chris bennett and i thought this was interesting i'm not sure if that got them excited but i think wayne seemed a little surprised like oh you actually listened to that like maybe he hadn't even listened to it at, the, at that point um well but, if you'll remember you were a second chair that's true that's true wait how's that i was a bench warmer four oh, four people were hired that day and the fourth person said uh no i don't want the job so they're like all right we'll grab brandon instead i think his name was brandon as well <laughs> oh yeah i think it was so I think he had long hair. It's very competitive being a Brandon. That's right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I just found out that there is another Paxton Gray that goes to BYU. No way. <laughs> yeah, he lives in Provo. That's crazy. We'll have to bring him on the show. Yep. Spells Gray the same way, too. Holy cow. I, I guarantee he knows you exist, too. I'm sure he does, because I am uh, the top of the Serps. You know what? I'm not. Really? My name? It's messed up. It's some, like... Well, last I looked, he looked like he was a teenager, but... Gotta get some link billing, man. <laughs> oh, boy. I dominate the top 10 for my name, but I also have a very easy name to rank for. Not many hasslers out there. You know, I... Yeah, I, my name's pretty common. I think you you might think that Paxton Gray is probably even weirder than Brandon Hassler. And yet, uh... Paxton Gray seems a little more common. What? Like, I've heard of Grays. Yeah, Gray, but not Paxton Gray. Are you kidding? Well, uh, So, the number eight result is an Ottoman. It is a Gray Ottoman called Paxton. It's called Paxton Gray Ottoman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, I don't have, I don't mm. have all the top ten, but uh, I do have nine of the top ten. And then I have spot 11 and 12. So. I don't rank until position number five. <laughs> And I get out, outranked by a Jacob Perry's SoundCloud account, by a Jacob Perry who's a staff writer at BC Business, uh, jacobperry.net, and then a Jacob Perry Twitter account, which is not mine. Hmm. Interesting. Although I'm the only Jacob. Oh, wait. I probably shouldn't say that. Uh, my results are personalized as well, which makes it even worse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I have some Google Plus uh, stuff that pops up with my picture on it. Do you have it so it's more than 10 results? Yeah, I, I set it to 100. Does that also yeah, that does skew it. it do, wait, what? So it changes its rankings? Uh-huh. Because oh, I used I to do that, that at 97th Floor early on because I was sick of going through all the pages. And then yeah. I well, that was back when we used to like use that, that uh, copy-paste yeah, the, uh, tool. The snippet thing. Snippet, yeah. And, and you would copy all, all 100 uh, links. But yeah. I started lining them up because I'm like, man, these pages are showing up way different than before. And then I realized that man, that's crazy. it I altered no the idea. results. So it wasn't just like a true top 100. It adjust it based off that many listings wow i had no idea let's make a phone call you guys <laughs> all right <laughs> who should we call let's do it brandon who do you want to call i don't know it's your idea <laughs> no one ever answers my calls paxton who do you want to call well we we're outside call. of business hours what are we going to talk about 
whatever. We'll just say whatever. <laughs> that sounds like one this awkward is a phone call. <laughs> this is a recipe for disaster. Uh, 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 should we call Sonder again? Yeah, let's call Sonder. I really hope he's in the bathroom. <laughs> you really hope he's in the bathroom? Yeah. That's the only comments I get about night, about Below the Fold is that episode. People are still <laughs> talking about it. Please answer. If he sees it, it's you. He's going to get so excited. Because he knows what's up. Doesn't sound like he's answering. Hello, this is Sondra. I missed your call. For a quicker response, please send me a text message or leave your name and number, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks. Bye-bye. I'm going to give that... Uh, At the tone, please record your message. When you finish recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Eight, 8 out of 10. Sonder. Hey, this is Jacob. Hey, uh, Saunders. It's Paxton. And Brandon. You are on Below the Fold. Hey, man, uh, Paxton wants to rate your voicemail message. I'm going to give that an 8 out of 10, just because the text message thing is kind of weird. Uh, I think that that is a generous score, because you sound kind of depressed at the beginning. Uh, but as it goes, you get a little bit more animated, so I'd probably give it a 7.2. 7.2 out of 10. Brandon? Well, I'd say kudos for even doing your own custom voicemail. So for that, i give it a 10, because... Oh, what? I'm God. all about the okay, robot. That right, doesn't Brandon. count. Okay. Get out of here. All right. <laughs> Anyway, you don't have to call me back, but just know that we're thinking about you. All right. That was awesome. That was amazing. Except for the part that you gave him a 10. What are you? Freaking. Yeah. Well, you guys have generous. personalized on yours? Of course I do. Yeah. Uh, Mine's been the same for like 10 years. I just don't like people calling me in the first place. So uh, if I can, if they're like, it's the first time they're calling me or if it's like a sales, I don't even want them to know that they got Brandon Hassler. It's just, you've reached eight zero one. Gosh. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> For all the spammers uh, If you out call there. me, here's, here's the voice message you will hear. <clears throat> Hello. You've reached Jacob's phone. Please leave a message. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that what are you too, saying? I should change that? That is too chipper. Oh. Coming from Paxton over here. Yeah, I'm probably the opposite end of the spectrum. Hi. You reached <laughs> Paxton's phone. That is not. Call me. Call me right now. <laughs> I call me right now. I didn't answer your phone right now. No, oh, call that, me. Oh. We'll uh, see. Do you guys call prefer, Paxton Gray? Do you guys prefer phone calls or text message for your communications? Sometimes the phone call, I think, is way faster. It is way faster. And sometimes it's uh, easier to communicate complex algorithms. Via a phone call. You reached your cell phone of Paxton Gray. I'm unavailable right now. I'll call you back. That's the opposite. Yeah, that's about Jacobs. a three right See, there. I'd say that's an appropriate level of uh, professional <laughs> and chipperness. No. I give the important that's information. 0% chipper. Zero, I said, <laughs> you've reached the phone of Paxton Gray. That's, you know, yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, it was something, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's end this circus, huh? Unless you have someone else you want to call. <laughs> uh, who should we call? I want to call someone like out of the blue. 
I don't know anybody. I'm the least social person there is. No, you're like forced to be social with your business. We could call Nate and ask him what he's working on, unless it's top secret. Call Nate Birch. Hey, Nate. How you doing, brother? Doing pretty good. Having some uh, some iceberg shake with my woman for her birthday. Oh, I love that you call her woman. <laughs> she has two, actually. Yeah, I bet. Hey, you're on the show. What's up, Nate? What's up? <laughs> What's up, guys? Oh, we miss you, brother. Definitely miss you guys, too. Hey, we want to know what you're working on currently. For what? We want to know what projects you're currently working on. We were told you're working on something. We want the deets. What type of project? Which uh, <laughs> that could be some half a dozen things. Whatever your whatever whatever the coolest one is. The coolest one. Does it have to do well, with the woodworking? One I can't really talk yeah. about. But the, uh, the, uh, the coolest one that doesn't have to do with woodworking. I told them about the the project you're working on with your dad. I don't know if that was top secret. I didn't have that many details, so it's not like I could give a lot away. But is that is that hush what, hush? It is. It is pretty hush hush right now. What uh, What did you say? Uh, do you? He wants do, to say on air. Yeah. You want me to, <laughs> well, well, okay. My my question was: Did you say it on, on your recording, or was it? Oh no 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 no. No. Between... no, this is the first time it's ever Just been brought us. up on air. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, well, what time does this, uh, this episode air? Next week. On Monday. Next, on Monday. That is too premature. Yeah, we're, we're recording on a weekly basis now. Ah, uh, you're just right. You me. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. Give us a little, a little taste, Nate. Just a little taste. A little taste. Well, yeah, like if you're an author little... writing a book, just give us a little synopsis here. Sure, sure, sure. So if you want to go into any... Any uh, SEO site audit, there is one of the top three items that uh, even five hours that any any site audit is going to recommend. This service is going to automatically take care of eighty to ninety percent of that that item. Cool. So it's that item that you don't want to get specific about. It is. It's, it's that item because right now we're still in the building phase, so we have uh, it's the enterprise architect, the developer, and developer over right now. And right now we're architecting the system for it. Well, let me let me be the first to say thank you for the compliment and thinking that our we have that many listeners that <laughs> uh, that we really need to be top secret about certain things. <laughs> well, I won't keep you from your woman any longer. Enjoy a shake on me. How you been? But hey, you do know the iceberg is bringing your birthday, right? No. Well, Do you have to prove it? Yep. Oh, well, then that's lame. Just kidding. That's still pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. All right, Nate. Love you, brother. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Okay, guys. We'll see ya. I like Nate. Yep. He's a good man. He is. Okay. All that's right. all I've got. 50 minutes. <sighs> yeah. Well, we'll probably chill to that down a little bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
If you want to contribute to this conversation, please get in touch with us via Twitter at BelowTheFold.io or you can email us at inbound at BelowTheFold.io. You can also donate on Venmo, Paxton M. Gray. <laughs> uh, if you get some, let me know. All right. See ya.